Hi, we are Vintage City Church based out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Welcome to our podcast. As a family, we are currently working through the book of Revelation. If you'd like to watch the live video of this teaching, head over to our website at vintagecitychurch.com. With that, let's get started with today's teaching. My name is Steve Anderson. I'm part of the teaching team here at Vintage. And this morning, uh, I get the privilege of transitioning us uh, in the book of Revelation from chapter 1 to chapter 2. I had some great notes prepared, and uh, we're just going to put them away. Is it okay to be raw and authentic in this place this morning? I have a past, a present, and a future in my life. My past consists of a troubled kid that was heavy into drugs and alcohol and getting in trouble, hanging out with the wrong people. 18 years of age, I had a revelation in my life. Jesus Christ took over. I saw him like I had never seen him before. I was raised in church. I went to church every Sunday. I think it was just about every Sunday. They weren't life-giving churches. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know who this Jesus was. But at 18 years old, I got this revelation of him, and I saw him like I had never seen him before, and I realized this was the person that could change my life. And I said, I'm going to take a step of faith, and I'm going to let that happen. And I went all in for Jesus at age 18, and I'm 62 years old now. I have a past, a present, and a future. My past is behind me. My present is right now, and I'm still living for Jesus. I love Jesus, and I can't wait to see what he's going to do next in my life, and that's my future. The book of Revelation is about what was, what is, and what is to, what is to come. I want you to close your eyes for just a minute. We're going to read some scripture out of the book of Revelation. I'm going to read these scriptures to you, and I want you to try to envision what Jesus looks like. And some of you might have this picture of Jesus in your mind. It might be from the chosen TV series. It might be from the movie The Passion of Christ. It might be from the Left Behind movies from years ago, whether it was... I don't even know if Jesus was in those movies. He probably wasn't. I never saw those movies. But you might have an image and a picture of Jesus in your mind, of what he looks like and what he's about. Maybe it's the the baby in the manger, since we're in the Christmas spirit right now. But close your eyes and listen to the words out of the book of Revelation. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, said this, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. Revelation 1 verse 8, Jesus says this about himself. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. That's what we're going to talk about today. That's, that's the message I want to get across to you, is that there is a 
was and an is and an is to come about Jesus. Just, to, just like you have a past, present, and future to your life, there's a past, present, and future to this wonderful Savior called Jesus Christ. Who he was. He was the babe born in Bethlehem. He was raised as a carpenter's son. He had this wonderful ministry. He went around healing people and delivering people. And then he was falsely accused, persecuted, put to death on a cross. And then he resurrected from the dead. And then he ascended to heaven. That's the Jesus who was. And then there's the Jesus that is to come. And we will read about that in Revelation 19 as we get into this book a little bit more down the road. But Revelation 19 talks about the Jesus that is to come. He's riding on a horse. He's got white hair. He's got fire in his eyes. He's coming with vengeance. He's coming to judge the world. That's the Jesus that is to come. But what I want to do today is I want to focus on the Jesus who is. The Jesus of today. Because that's the Jesus for you and me. Jesus is alive and well and just waiting in heaven to come. But for right now, he's still moving and acting in our lives. He's still a big part of this life that we're living. And as I was sitting in church last Sunday as David Mitchell was, was teaching on the last half of, of chapter 1 in Revelation. And his, as he was reading that scripture, God spoke something to me, and that's what I want to share with you today. And so let's go back and read that scripture out of chapter 1, verse 19, and let's do what we've been doing. Let's stand up and we'll read the word of God together. Revelation chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 9, and we'll go all the way through 20. I, John, your brother and fellow partaker in the tribulation and kingdom and perseverance, which are in Jesus, I was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like the sound of a trumpet. Right in a book what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and Smyrna and Pergamon, Thyatira and to Sardis and Philadelphia and Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me and having turned, I saw seven lampstands and in the middle of the lampstands, one like the son of man, clothed in a robe reaching to the feet, girded across his breast with a golden girdle and his head and hair were white like wool and like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and his feet were like burnished bronze when it's been caused to glow in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of many waters. And in his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. Just like David Mitchell said last week, that's a lot of light. That's brightness. That's glory. Verse 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as a dead man. And he laid his right hand on me saying, don't be afraid. I'm the first 
and I'm the last. I'm the living one, and I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, the things which you have seen, the things which are, the things which shall take place after these things. As for the mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels or ministers of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Go ahead and be seated. This was the Apostle John writing this in the book of Revelation. The Apostle John was one of Jesus' 12 disciples. No one in human history has experienced Jesus more than John. Nobody's seen him physically in more ways than John. Now, John was a fisherman raised in Capernaum. Jesus was in Nazareth. They're not too far apart in the area of Galilee and Israel. There's a good chance that they probably had some interaction as youngsters together. There are some that speculate that John and Jesus may have been first cousins because there's good evidence that John's mom and Mary were sisters. If that's the case, they were first cousins. And then it explains why John continues in his gospel to refer to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Makes sense. But John experienced Jesus like no other man. He saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration. He saw Moses and Elijah come down and meet with Jesus. He saw his ministry. He saw saw Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. He saw healings and deliverances. He saw Jesus set the captives free. He's the only disciple on record in the Gospels to be at the crucifixion. He saw Jesus raised from the dead, and he saw Jesus ascended to heaven. Nobody has seen Jesus in more ways than the Apostle John. But then we see this in Revelation chapter 1. Close your eyes again. Close your eyes as I read this, and you start to imagine and picture Jesus. Forget about everything that you've thought that you knew about Jesus, about how you picture him to be. Listen to this. I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me, and having turned, I saw seven lampstands, and in the middle of the lampstands was one like the Son of Man, clothed in a robe reaching to the feet. Girded across his breast was a golden girdle. And his head and his hair were white like white wool, like snow. And his eyes were like a flame of fire. And his feet were like burnished bronze when it had been caused to glow in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of many waters. And in his right hand he held seven stars And out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as a dead man. 
That's the Jesus that John saw in his day, the Jesus that is still alive and well today. The Jesus who is. That was in present time for John in AD 95. And that same Jesus that he saw in Revelation chapter 1 that we just read about, that same Jesus that he saw in AD 95 is the same Jesus that we serve in 2023. That's the picture that I want you to take from Revelation chapter 1, that Jesus who is. The Jesus who is alive and well in our, in our lives and in our hearts. And he's planning what's next. He's even, he's even sitting next to you. If, if he's standing in the midst of the lampstands, which represent the churches, he's standing in the midst of this church right now. He's standing in the midst of Vintage City Church. He's standing in the midst of all the churches here in Fort Collins that are meeting on this Sunday morning. He's standing in the midst of all the churches in Northern Colorado and the state, in the state of Colorado and the United States and all over the world. Now, he may not be in agreement with everything that's going on in those churches, and we'll get to that in Revelation 2 and 3 when he starts talking to the seven churches. Some of the churches are really good. Some of the churches, not so much. Can we all be honest with ourselves and say that's how it is with my own individual life sometime? Can we all agree that there's no such thing as a perfect church? I've been part of churches that I carried wounds from. But Jesus was very specific with me. He told me, you, I, I'll be the healer of that situation. You make sure you're a blessing and not a curse. You make sure you walk in forgiveness. We all carry stuff with us. We've all been wounded and hurt. But sometimes, folks, we've got to lay it down. Nothing's perfect in this world. But Jesus is perfect. And we get, the, we get the picture of perfect in Revelation chapter 1. And I want that Jesus to permeate your soul. I want that Jesus to be just right in front of you. And that, that's, that's the man. That's the man. Yeah, he was on the cross. But they took him off that cross and he resurrected from the dead. And he's alive and well and living in glory and majesty. And that's the Jesus that's going to be coming back. That's the Jesus that is to come. But the Jesus who is, is the one that's standing in the midst of the churches. What is it that you're in need of today? You want your life redeemed. Might be a healing. Some of you need your joy restored, marriages restored. Some of you are sitting here listening to me saying, gosh, I hear what you're saying, but I just, I just can't grab a hold of this. I just can't take that next step. I get it. I've been there. I want you to know that when you take that step, he's right there with you. And it's going to be a step of faith, and it's going to be a step that you're going to walk into something that you've never experienced before, and it's going to change and transform your life. There is nothing like the glory and the majesty 
of Jesus Christ that can change and transform a situation. That glory and majesty was so powerful in front of John that he fell down at his feet like a dead man. And that power and glory was so magnificent on the road to Damascus that Saul of Tarsus fell down at his feet, raised up a new man, the Apostle Paul that gave us half the New Testament, changed the church, changed the world. When the power and the glory of Jesus Christ is revealed to you in a supernatural way, you have no choice but to fall down at his feet like a dead man. And that's the fear of the Lord. That's authentic fear of the Lord that Pastor Greg was talking about a few weeks ago. When you get that, watch out. Grab a hold and buckle up, buttercup. (laughs) And it's going to be a ride like you've never experienced before. We are getting ready to move into Revelation chapter 2 and 3, where Jesus is talking to the churches. We're going to start with the church of Ephesus. And it was a great church. Timothy was the head pastor and lead bishop of the church of Ephesus. The apostle John's home church, before he got carried off into prison on Patmos, was the church at Ephesus. It's a great church. I want to encourage you over the next couple of weeks, spend time in your Bible. Read Revelation 2 and 3 about all of the seven churches. Start off with the church at Ephesus. And you're going to see things in there that, oh, wow, Jesus really is proud of this church. But there's also some things that, hmm, I want to point my finger on that. I need to deal with that. There's a love issue there, Ephesus, that I want to deal with. So as you're reading Ephesus, uh, Revelation 2 and the the letter to the church at Ephesus, I want you to do a couple things. I want you to go back and read Paul's letter to to, uh, Timothy in 2 Timothy, his last letter before he was killed. Timothy was the pastor at Ephesus. Ephesus was going through persecution. Paul writes this incredible letter to Timothy to comfort him and encourage him in trying to pastor and lead this church. So read Revelation 2 and then go read 2 Timothy. Listen to what Paul's saying. Very similar to what Jesus is saying to the church. And then go and read Matthew chapter 24. The disciples wanted to know what are going to be the signs of your coming? What should we be looking for? So he's talking about the last days. You know, Revelation chapter 2 and 3, they're the only recorded words of Jesus to the church. The rest of the words from Jesus in the Gospels were his ministry time to the Jewish people in Israel. His only words to the church are in Revelation 2 and 3. But in Matthew chapter 24, he's talking about the last days. And he brings up the love issue. Go read those things. I'm not going to go through those things right now. I want you guys to do it. I want you guys to understand this book, Revelation, is exactly that. It's a revelation. It's the great reveal. It's about what's to come. 
But it's not just about that. It's about who was and is and is to come. And we are right now in the time of is. You're alive and well and kicking on planet Earth. You are part of the is. Kind of awkward English, but you know what? It works for today. I want you to hear Jesus' words as he's talking about the disappearance of love during the last days. We look around at what's going on in our, in our world right now. It's mind-boggling. It really is. People ask me, do you think we're in the last days? I say, I don't know, but it sure feels like it. Get with the Lord. Get this vision of Jesus. He's sitting up there in power and glory and majesty. We sang about that this morning. All power, all glory, all dominion, all of it, Lord, is yours. That's who you are. Whatever your situation right now, the Jesus who is can take care of it. If you'll just say, Lord, take care of it. If it's a healing, a deliverance, if you need to be saved, if you've never asked Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior, today's your day. Because he's giving you the faith right now to believe. It's not about works. You can't work your way to heaven. It's only by grace and faith that you're saved. Right now, Jesus is speaking to you personally. And he's saying, you and me. Now. Right now. Heck, some of you might, right now might be just ready to jump up on your feet and say, that's me. Let's do it. Let's do it. Anybody? Raise your hand. Okay, up. Get up. Get up. Who else? Who else? No, stay standing. <laughs> stay standing. There's more. They, they, they were brave enough to stand. Who else? Okay, rededication right now. This is the Jesus who is. Don't, I don't want you to leave this room and say, and, and just have these regrets. You guys, God bless you. Just, I'm just going to say this one thing. Okay, out of the book of Romans, Paul says this. If you'll confess with your heart that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from, from the dead, you will be saved. Do you believe that? That's it. That's it. Oh, come on. You cheered for the Broncos louder than that. God is good all the time. Eternity was just changed. Destinies just changed, just like that. Because the Holy Spirit speaks and people react to it.
So as you leave this place today, just know that God is continuing to speak to you. In Revelations 2 and 3, you're going to hear this phrase a lot. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what he is saying to me. Right here, right now. Lord, what are you saying right now? And I'm going to be obedient to it. I'm going to act on it. I'm going to step out in faith in it, just like these people did right now. What is it with this section right here? Wow. I'm just going to... It's just like a tractor beam over here. Your lives have been changed forever. Now just get... I, I want to encourage you to hang around good people, hang around good... If this isn't your church, this is a great church. There's lots of great churches, but make sure you're in church. And make sure they preach this. This is the Word of God. It's true. It's living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Make sure you get in a Bible-believing church. Make sure you get a Bible. Start reading it. Let the Word of God penetrate you. Let it change you and transform you. And that's what it's all about. And then get ready. Get ready. He's going to have you doing things that may, it's going to blow your mind. You, you, and you're going to say, gosh, I really don't want to do that, but I really feel I need to. A lot of, lot of cool things can happen out of that. This was cool. This was cool. And I love it. I love it when God shows up and just kind of messes the furniture around a little bit and disrupts things. And Let's stand to our feet. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for what you're doing, especially in these people that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and rededicated their lives. And Lord, I pray right now for anybody that didn't stand and didn't take that step, you, you can do it right now. They don't need to do that. It helps. But you can speak to them right now. Move in them right now. Continue to change and transform lives. Continue to change and transform marriages. Continue to bring healing and deliverance where it's needed in this place. And now, Lord, I just ask you to engage these people and send them out of here to do the work of the kingdom. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. God bless you guys. Awesome. Thanks, my friend. Thank you for your time with us. If you can, we would love to have you join us at a live gathering. We are located at 1501 Academy Court in Fort Collins, Colorado. If you'd like to learn more about Vintage City Church, including our gathering times, previous teachings, and how to become a part of our family, visit us today at vintagecitychurch.com or connect with us on social media.